Hey beautiful, so good to have you back here. Um, this conversation is amazing. It's so in-depth. It is so soul-nourishing and spirit-nourishing. I hope that you enjoy this conversation with Nina. And I want to thank my patrons who are supporting what I do. I am so, so grateful because that has just, you know, it has given me the opportunity to put aside some other work hours and if you want to support what I do, you are so welcome to join my Patreon and get access to one of my best episodes that are not available anywhere else, plus all the other stuff that I have there. Also, remember to pre-save the new song that I've written for you that is going to be out um, next month the 19th of august pre-save that song if you are using spotify or whatever streaming platform you are using i would so appreciate that and i can't wait for you to hear that song and to join me in this movement of the season of sweetness and embracing femininity as our strength right i know you're with me on this and <laughs> let's just jump into the conversation all right everybody welcome back to the vibrant flow podcast and today i have a wonderful friend here with me, Nina Petruso, and we are going to dive into really juicy topics today. I'm so excited for this conversation and so grateful for Nina to, for being here. And um, yes, so Nina is a feminine leadership mentor. If you didn't know, if you're not familiar with her work already, she's a feminine leadership mentor for women with a big, bold vision on their hearts to create a more beautiful world for us all. She guides women into unlocking their unique gifts through somatic remembrance, body-based business, and relationship with God, liberated expression, and sacred sisterhood. She is passionate about bringing women together to be seen, heard, celebrated, and supported. And her, her mission, sorry, is in devotion to creating the paradigm, when she rises, I rise too. And Nina also has a podcast called the feminine, uh, sorry, the rising feminine collective podcast in which I was also a guest recently. And she has different types of offerings available from one, one-on-one -on -one work to pre-recorded programs and group containers. And I've also been part of one of her programs, which has been really wonderful. So Nina, I'm so happy to have you here. How are you feeling? Oh my gosh, Johanna, I'm just so honored to be here and be in your space and, and be with this community. And, and yeah, we had so much fun like a month ago on my podcast and recorded such an incredible and expansive episode with you. So it just feels like full circle. We get to be here now in your space and it's just, um, yeah, really feels really good in my heart. So I'm so excited. Yay. I'm so excited too. And um, by the way, for my listeners, if my brain is a little fuzzy, it's because it's really hot in Finland and we're not used to it. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just sweating. I'm that. sweating in this room. I'm trying to, you know, keep myself together. <laughs> <laughs> but before we dive into our topics today, I have a couple of warm up questions for you that are really random, but um that I find are pretty, pretty wonderful because they actually reveal a lot. <laughs> so yeah. this or that, uh, but before that, the most exciting thing right now in your life, what is the most exciting thing in your life right now? Ooh, that's a deep that's one great. actually. <laughs> yeah, that is okay. Diving right in. You know, we were talking before we went on and I, you know, Johanna knows, and I was mentioning to her that I'm on a social media pause at the moment because I'm in the middle of rebirthing my community and my brand and my business. And I recorded a podcast episode over the weekend kind of on this, but I feel like the most exciting thing for me lately has been simplicity. And I've realized how simple life is when we just like release all of 
the energy of like, go, go, go being on creating, you know, and, and consuming, right. I mean, social media is a huge part of my business and I'm infinitely grateful for the platform and how it enables us to connect and collaborate and co-create with others, but also, you know, as a person on it, I, I consider myself a creator in that space. And I had realized where I was allowing my own self-imposed pressure and urgency to kind of get in the way of it being a place that actually does get to be just simple and, and fun and expansive. So taking this step away has cultivated an even deeper presence in my life and has really allowed me to tune into the beauty of simplicity of like spending more time in nature taking more time in my morning routine, spending more time in prayer and conversation with God and just feeling more anchored. Um, I think it's also been highly beneficial for my nervous system. (laughs) Um, and yeah, and has totally just dropped me into the beauty of, of right now. And just the beauty of simple exchanges in our day to day that makes such a phenomenal difference in our lives and the people that we interact with, you know, just eye contact, a smile. Like I've noticed I've had extra time to just, to just notice people around me, to notice flowers, to notice the trees, to notice different dogs that me and my, you know, dog me like in the park. And it's just given me this permission to slow down even more and to really appreciate the sweetness of the slowness and how much beauty is in that space. Mm. Oh, I love that. Oh, there's so much power in simplicity. And that was a great reminder for myself as well. Uh, Yes. So a bouquet of flowers or a bottle of champagne? Mm, Bouquet of flowers, 100%. Yes, me too. (laughs) Me too. Netflix and chill or a hike outdoors? Hike outdoors. I knew it. (laughs) I knew you would say that. (laughs) Coffee or tea? Tea. Yes, me too. (laughs) I'm a huge tea, tea, huge tea drinker. I always have a cup of tea with me. Mm -hmm. Me too. Physical books or audio books? Physical books. Yeah. I love that. Audio is great for the car, but I love touching a book. (laughs) Me too. And I'm that weird girl who just you know, takes a new book and smells it. Same. <laughs> Me too, John. I do the same thing and I <laughs> highlight it. Like, yes, uh, yeah. absolutely. Uh, what is your favorite element? Like fire, water, mm, water. Mm, and why is that? I have a lot of water. Well, my, my astrology chart is primarily fire and water. So I do love both very much, but the water is, I just grew up as a water baby, like living on the coast my whole life. And the water is like so soothing and also reminds me of like this infinite power of the ocean and also like destruction and just, you know, and that reminds me of our emotional range as the feminine and just like the waves and, and our cycle. And I know that you're so connected to this too, just like our cyclical nature and the way that we just so much embody that element of water and how it moves and flows and the tide shift and change, you know, within the feminine body. So yeah, water is just so cleansing and nourishing and yeah, beautiful. Mm. I love that answer. What is your favorite color and what does that represent for Mm. you? I would say the first one that comes to mind, I'm going to say yellow. I would say like a, like sunshine yellow is my favorite. And that's probably all of my Leo energy that I have in my chart, which is that fire, but yellow just reminds me of like joy, play, brightness, like, and I love yellow flowers, like sunflowers are my favorite. Um, yeah. Yellow just like makes me feel uplifted and happy. Mm, yes, me too. Me too. All right. So what I really want us to talk about is feminine leadership, which I know that you you've talked on many a time and you've mentioned this a lot on your Instagram. If any of my followers have been following you as well. 
And I really want to ask you, what does feminine leadership mean? If someone is new to the space or just new to the idea of, uh, of feminine leadership, what does that mean? And also, how did you come about this work that you're doing that is centered around feminine leadership? So what is the story behind your brand? Ooh, amazing question. Um, okay, I'll start with, start with feminine leadership, which I guess I'll start by breaking down, I guess, what feminine means to me, because I know it, it gets to mean something different to everybody. And to me, the feminine is, is the heartbeat of this planet. So she's really the bridge between the, the mind and the body. And to me, you know, the center of gravity really for all of us, because this is a much deeper conversation, but I believe all energies on earth are actually feminine in their nature. We are creation, you know, both male, female earth itself. And then we are in relationship with the most divine masculine, which is the creator and how the energy of the feminine is expressed is, is, is different through these different vessels on earth. But to me, the feminine is, is the heart. It's the beingness. She's really the reflection of God's heart. And she represents love, devotion, faith, fluidity, passion, just creativity, all of beauty. And, and I really feel, you know, the deepest call of the feminine is to co-create beauty and to bring love where it hasn't gone before. So then when we tie that to, to leadership, when you are a feminine leader, to me, that means that you really lead from your body. You lead from your internal rhythms. You're not following the rhythms of the world. You're really descending. The feminine path to me is descension, going down and in and really meeting yourself in all of the magnificent layers that you are. And because the feminine is, is the heart, she's also really driven as well by her emotions, by her feelings. And those things we know are birthed, you know, from our womb, from this beautiful bowl that we have, which is the channel in which seeds are planted and then grow and flourish from. So to me, to lead, you know, in, in a feminine way really means that you're leading from your body. You're leading from your heart. You're leading from your spirit. And I feel too, I always say the feminine is more driven by the eternal over the material. So the feminine is really here to transcend. I feel, you know, what we might see just like in the world, she's really here to be a bridge, I feel for, for heaven on earth and really bridging the mind and the spirit and the body as one and leading a way in which we remember that we get to really trust our own internal cycles and also the seasons and cycles of nature and this process of, of regeneration, death and rebirth. You know, we've lived in a culture that is so more of that lower frequency of, of the masculine, you know, just constant going, constant doing hustling, like this very linear, um, projection, right. Where, where the feminine is, is peaks and valleys, highs and lows. There's so many ebbs and flows in the way that she moves. So to me, you know, being in feminine leadership means that you, you honor that and you're really in intimate relationship with those rhythms and, you're really, um, holding reverence for them. And, and that will show up in many seasons of your business, of your leadership, of your life and your relationships, but you're letting go of all of that kind of armor of maybe hyper-independence, forcing, controlling, manipulating, you know, always overachieving to really come back home to this remembrance of, you know, who am I when it's just me and God breathing together? And, what am I here to co-create and, and allowing myself to take time, just like a woman, you know, takes nine months to fully gestate a, a baby in her womb. Our creations take time. They don't happen overnight. And I think that it's just so important for us to remember that. And this 
sweetness and sacredness of space and slowing down and really honoring this more regenerative process I have found to be so nourishing in my life, leadership, business relationships. And it's just given me a permission slip to, to soften, which is also the feminine to be soft, to be open, to be raw, to be vulnerable, um, to reveal her heart to the world, which isn't always perfect and pretty, but it's, it's real. And I think that's what we need more of in this world. Mm. Oh, love everything you said, everything. And I know softening is a huge thing for a lot of my listeners. That word in itself is already like pulling them, pulling them like towards, or it's, it's like, I don't know. It's like magnetic almost because I feel like we have, we've been craving softness for so long, but it has been, it's been on the do not list or the, the, the list of things to avoid in this world. Yeah. Even so totally. Yeah. Cause it's been seen as a sign, you know, a sign of weakness and Mm -hmm. it's been weaponized as that. And that's why as women, I definitely am guilty of this. You know, we create those shields and we kind of hold that armor to, you know, and we learn like, okay, to make it in this world, I got to like force my way on. I got to protect myself. I I can't be maybe too vulnerable or expose myself too much because that might be seen as a weakness or it might be weaponized against me, or I might be dramatic or emotional or, you know, out of control, you know, more of that like chaotic feminine energy. And, and I feel as women, and I know you're so passionate about this too, Johanna, just like we, we haven't really learned how to, how to channel our emotional range, which is part of why we've put on these shields to, you know, like wall up so that that emotional range isn't expressed and then ultimately alchemized and released so that we can step into our power in its fullness. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So in your, or when it comes to your journey, how yeah. did this, how did this all on un, start unraveling? How mm. did feminine leadership become a thing in your sphere? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it always takes me back to like childhood. I always, I, I was always a leader. <laughs> I was always, especially when I was young, I was always I was very bold. I was very brave. I'm a Leo moon, Leo sign. I'm a manifester in human design. Like I always had that like initiative energy. Um, and I definitely embodied that I was the oldest of two siblings. So I was, you know, always like telling them what to do, leading the way, you know, being the example. And, and at some point in my childhood, I remember, you know, I was told I was too much or too bold or too loud. And, and I think that happened probably when I was in school at some point. And I remember there was a period of my life, but then I became like a little bit more reserved, you know, less of a leader, a little bit more of a follower and just not really stepping fully into my light and my power. And, and then I was like on that path for, for many years, um, you know, and, and just, growing up, um, you know, with, with a great childhood, but also challenges. And, um, and I kind of put all of my energy into dance. That was my biggest passion growing up, which, which really connected me to my body. So I think that was kind of like my initiation into understanding my body, but from a more disciplined, I would say even from more of that masculine energy, more regimented, more rigid. Um, and then in my early twenties, I found yoga and, kind of shifted the relationship with my body from being this, you know, place of discipline to this holy temple of devotion. So that was a big, a big shift. And I love the practice of yoga. I ended up training thousands of hours in yoga. I taught yoga for 10 years, which kind of initiated me into a new space of my leadership. And at the same time, I was working as an occupational therapist for many years, working with um, primarily children um, in home health, inpatient, outpatient, many different settings. And, And I had wonderful mentorship in that field. So then I very quickly became a mentor and a quote unquote leader for other women who were in that field. Um, and my travels took me over, you know, across the world with yoga, across the country, you know, where I lived. Um, and I always kind of followed that a little bit of that beat to my own drum, but I really feel 
I started to embody and embrace leadership through my roles as a therapist and as a yoga teacher. And then COVID happened in 2020 and, and I had had this, this big passion for, for many years to support people and coming home to their bodies, you know, as a therapist, as a yoga teacher. And then I had, you know, done a coaching certification back in like 2018, 2019. And I was like, you know, I think that there's like another layer here. And I had gone through my own significant health issues, primarily gut health issues in my mid twenties. And I spent hundreds of hours, you know, healing myself, researching, finding some incredible healers and doctors that supported me. So I had this big passion around supporting women. And again, coming home to their bodies, listening to their bodies, taking care of themselves, you know, like ditching all the chemicals, the birth control, all the things that affect the feminine body and channel and really coming back to this place of, of true nourishment of, of the feminine spirit again. And So when COVID had happened, I was like building my business on the side. I was leading mostly in-person events with other female entrepreneurs. And, and really I only got into the realm of working with other feminine leaders and entrepreneurs, because that's who just kept coming to me. I just innately attracted all feminine business owners or women that wanted to own a business. So you know, I wasn't planning on doing that or working with that kind of person. It just, it just kept showing up. So, so when I lost my therapy job, cause I was furloughed, I was per diem. They had to lay off the per diem people. Yeah. Um, it was my di- divine opportunity to say, okay, let's do this. I'm going to go all in, go all in at the time. I had no plan. I did not have a financial backup plan. I had like a thousand dollars in my bank account total. I, you know, was making some money in my business, but really nothing to survive off of. You know, my therapy job was my stability, Hmm. but I just felt it was so clear that this was the time. And I just had to say that wholehearted yes. And I trusted that God was going to guide every step of the way with me. And, and I just went all in and it was kind of amazing to witness what happened after I had that, you know, whole body. Yes. Um, you know, my business did grow very quickly and, um, I kind of had a lot of client referrals. I'd started a group program. Things were happening really fast, which was so exciting. Cause I think that's kind of like what takes you up the first mountain in your business is like passion and excitement and this like unshakable faith. And just like, let's go, let's do this. My heart is in this. Um, And, and again, that first year was an initiation into my own leadership. I had to learn how to set boundaries. I, again, had to learn how to trust the rhythms of my body, not the rhythms of what everybody else was doing. Um, And also I was really in my own lane. I wasn't really aware of the coaching industry at that time. I was just truly leading from my heart, following God's will, and just saying yes to every, every provision that God was guiding me into. And, and so I was just in this, like, you know, really beautiful place in my business. And then kind of the second year of my business happened, which was also an incredible year, but this has been, you know, this past year was my second year. I kind of hit the second year in March of, of 2022. And this was a big growth year for me. And this was really showing me where I had to understand and embody my feminine energy more fully, um, because I was growing so quickly at this accelerated pace that eventually, you know, I did get a little bit burnt out in the second year of business. In the second year, I find a lot of feminine business owners kind of hit this point, whether it's the second year or the third year, maybe sometimes the fourth year where they're reaching a turning point. There's often a pivot. There is a provision that's happening that God is wanting you to move into. And then it's up to you to either say yes to that or to resist that. And I knew where the direction was going, but again, I'd got into a place where there was success and I was like, well, this has worked really well. So let me keep doing this. And God was like, what's gotten you this far is not going to get you any further. Mm, And it's like, and I think that happens to all of us at some point. Right. And, and this is where we have to go into that feminine energy of opening, of softening, of, of trusting the plan of being open to receive the provision and listening and, 
and that's really been this past year for me. I've, I've really been in more of a death cycle than a life cycle in my business in the past year, you know, still working with dozens and dozens of women and supporting a lot of incredible people, but at the same time being asked to release a lot in my business and to slow down, to take care of my body on deeper levels and, and to really remove myself again from the external kind of what's in the space. This has been huge for me because I definitely, you know, had got caught up in what everyone else is doing. This is how maybe you should do it. And, and these are other people's values, but wait, are they your values? You know, and really having to do a lot of reflection on that, because I think anyone who's in, in the business space, and especially, you know, if you're in this coaching industry, feminine coaching industry, you know, there's a lot of shiny things that you can chase and (laughs) there's a lot out there. And, and the biggest thing that you can do for yourself is really get clear on what are your values? What is your, why, what is truly the life that you want to co-create with God? Because that's not designed to look like anybody else. And to really honor that more introspective, reflective, quiet space. Again, it's just you and you and you and God to get clear on that and to let yourself put on blinders and to stop looking around so that you can really go within and look to God, you know, which beats in the chambers of your heart and really listen for that, that Holy truth that resides within you. And, and, you know, that second year, third year, whatever, when you're in a continuing to be in business, what is then required of you is really commitment, delegation, even more responsibility and even deeper faith. And, and, and I think a lot of women also struggle eventually in business. And again, I'm speaking for myself here because we struggle with responsibility. And I think again, in the feminine chaos, we avoid responsibility. We don't want responsibility. We like push it away. You know, a lot of, a lot of us as women kind of move on these maybe two ends of the spectrum, the feminine chaos end, which is like totally avoiding structures and systems and responsibility because she thinks it's going to like contain her and constrict her. And then we also have women on the other end that, you know, feel like, to sustain or grow, I need to control. I need to make sure everything is, is lined up. So like you're stepping into that role of the masculine and you're not meant to be masculine in your business. This is a whole other energetic relationship that's, that's going on, but this conversation around responsibility is, is a big one that I have with the women that I work with and response responsible just means response able able to respond, which to me means that you need to be anchored in yourself and you need to know how to process and alchemize your emotions. You need to have an anchor that you lean on, you know, mine is God and, you know, and you have to be able to receive provision, really handing over your will to the will of the creator so that you can fully step into your destiny, which is something that you honestly can't control. You're in co-creation with that. So, um, so yeah, my journey has taken me down many roads, all the peaks, all the valleys. (laughs) It's been a wild ride, but it's been a beautiful one. And I feel at the core of it, what it has helped me remember again, this, this word regeneration, I'm going to keep saying, but to really honor these sacred cycles of death and rebirth and to honor slowing down, to honor giving space and to honor going within and to really anchor and cultivate your soil and what gets to be the seeds in your unique soil that you are nurturing, whether it's in your life, your relationships, your business, your leadership, whatever it is, but knowing that those seeds are sacred to you you're not meant to have the same seeds as anybody else. Yes. Mm. So good. So good. Oh, I love it. Again, I love everything you're saying. Like, that's so, so powerful and so fun to hear your journey with this business because I didn't know when you started or, or how that panned out. So that was really cool to hear how it all has emerged during this pandemic time yeah. that has Evidently, yes, it's been a wild time and and a tough time, and and for some, a really, 
really hard time, but also it has brought forth these opportunities to do something new. Again, if we are listening, if we're listening and being present and seeing the guidance, hey, here, here's the nudge, you know, go, go into that direction, start this thing. Like if you're being devoted to whatever it is that God has for you. So that, that you're just a testament to that, that if you keep the faith and, and you take the courageous steps in that direction of all the beauty that can emerge from, from those small steps and perhaps big leaps as well, but yeah, it's, it's all, it's all so beautiful. And when it comes to honoring our sacred rhythms and honoring the body and being more connected to the body. Um, I think this phrase that you posted on Instagram, the feminine doesn't force, which I wanted to talk about today. I wanted you to expand on because it resonated with a lot of people. And also I find, or I believe that some are probably thinking, well, what does that mean? The feminine doesn't force. So I would love for you to expand on that a little. Mm. Yes. Yeah. This, you know, it's so funny and Johanna, you're, you know, you're a writer as well and such a creative and it, you know, that was something that I shared that came to me in like five minutes and like wrote just like, and it was, yeah, I, I couldn't even, you know, comprehend the circulation of, of what happened from that conversation. And I'm so grateful for the conversations that I got to have with women around that. And I love that we get to elaborate on it here because it helps me think even, you know, go even deeper into this. Cause this has really become such a deep pillar and a part of, you know, the process within my own work, specifically in one-on-one mentorship with me that I do with other women, but you know, and when I think we hear the feminine doesn't force a lot of women might think, well, then what is the feminine just passive? Like she's just lean back in a bathtub, like, you know, just drinking her champagne. Like, what is she doing? (laughs) She's like, da da da, right. Which is such an illusion, um, that we see in the space. But to me, you know, the feminine doesn't force doesn't mean that she's passive. It means that she's present. And again, when we just look at, you know, what the feminine is, the feminine is, is energy. The, the masculine is awareness and the feminine is in her most kind of liberated state is, is open, is soft, is receptive, is, is actually an empty vessel, not a full vessel. She's designed to be empty. We can even think of this from, you know, a physiological perspective, right? The feminine is designed to receive the masculine is designed to penetrate, right? We receive the seeds from the masculine consciousness. And I'm not talking about masculine from just a man and from the realm of like literal penetration, like in sex, you know, I'm talking about the feminine is, is always in relationship with masculine consciousness, whether that is with a man, whether that's with, with God, whether that's with beliefs, whether that's with ideologies, whether that's with politics, your business, anything, pretty much everything outside of you is of masculine consciousness, right? Anything that holds structure, system, clarity, tangibility, direction, vision, that's all masculine And the feminine is the beingness. Again, she's that reflection of God's heart. She's the flow. She's the river. She's the creativity where the masculine provides that riverbed for her energy to flow through in the most beautiful way. So a lot of what I shared in that, that energy was again, kind of looking at this, this construct. And this is just what I was seeing a lot in myself and my own business, and also hearing the jargon of a lot of what other women were saying in business. And I'm sure you've heard this, Johanna, you know, when I first kind of started business or started to understand feminine and masculine, I almost felt like, oh, okay, I'm like 50% feminine, 50% masculine. And almost felt like I'm just like ping-ponging back and forth. Like, okay, let me put on my masculine hat to do, to do the things in my business. Right. And let me put on my feminine hat to create And it was this very like back and forth and, and very unsustainable energy. And what I've really come to understand and realize is that, you know, as a core feminine being, and again, feminine, masculine go beyond, beyond gender, beyond sex. You know, I'm not talking about just man, woman, woman, and feminine are two different things in and of themselves, but 
when you look at the construct, if you are a core feminine being, you know, that is your primary polarity. And then you are filled and receive masculine consciousness. So your vessel again is designed to be open so that then you can be penetrated with those seeds, whether it's clarity, vision, tangibility, direction, the vision, you know, that's all coming from the masculine consciousness. You're not becoming masculine when you are doing those things, you are receiving the masculine provision through your vessel. And then you do take action. You're not again, leaning back and just having God do it all for you. You know, God is giving you, or the masculine is giving you provision. It's just like, if you're, you know, I remember when I was, I was my first group program I ever created. It was like, I was doing a movement practice, no intention to create anything. I was just in my flow again, open, soft. I was probably dancing. I was probably doing some breath work. I was just like creating to create, just being in my energy, having fun, like getting more intimate with myself. And then all of a sudden I'd received this like major download, like almost this other voice just being like, bing, 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 bing. Oh, here's this program. And it was like in 20 minutes. And this isn't the way I create all the time, but this is, this was very much this energy. I was so open and God knew I was ready and had the capacity to hold a program. And it was like in that 20 minutes, knew the name mapped out all the modules received the clarity. And it wasn't me forcing anything. It was like, just came through me like a wave. And, and again, that was the clarity and the provision from God to give me that tangibility. And then I took that to map out. And then it was up to me to take that next brave step, you know, with God by my side to then share it, to promote it, to market it. And again, to do that in a way that's very still in tune with my feminine essence, not me trying to control or force the outcome, really trusting the destiny of it and, and, and kind of, again, handing over my will to God and just having full trust and faith in what was going to get to happen in that co-creation. But I think there's a lot of, again, shields and armors that need to be taken down and like unraveled to fully arrive into the true state of your femininity, because it's so subtle, these shields that we carry of, of hyper-independence, of controlling, of, you know, rigidity, of perfectionism, of, of all of the things that we've been really programmed into, which are taking us out of our feminine design and putting us into that more masculine, um, energetic. And I feel, you know, a big kind of saying in the next iteration of my business is feminine restoration requires masculine reconciliation. So to me, to actually embody the fullness of your femininity, you have to reconcile your relationship with the masculine. Mm -hmm. And, and I know for many women, this is a big journey of unraveling wounds and trauma that we carry around our fathers, God, men that we've been, you know, in relationship or just have had exchanges with. So this is like major, but I believe, you know, the wound that we carry around the father, around God, around the masculine is actually the biggest wound in all of society. It's really where the tear of the fabric of our whole literal consciousness stems from both for men and women. So it's, it's, it's huge, but I feel as a woman, what we get to do is we really get to look at those, those wounds that we carry around the masculine and do some deep healing and reconciliation around them so that we can then be held in that beautiful frame of the high masculine of the sacred masculine. I'm not talking about the immature masculine. That's a whole nother healing that needs to happen on the planet, but we have to do the healing first to, to trust the high expression of the masculine so that we can then really embody the high expression of the feminine, which is that queen energy, which is really that devotional, loving, compassionate, nurturing, but also boundaried, you know, she's not letting people walk all over her, but she's in this divine co-creation with God, with the earth, with humanity. And again, leading so fully from, from the heart. Um, and, and again, the programming on this goes really deep. And once you are tuned to it, you, you see where these more immature feminine and masculine dynamics are playing out within people's businesses, relationships, life, leadership, whatever. Um, so to me, 
that feminine restoration really requires that masculine healing piece so that she can then receive. Cause right. If we're not trusting the masculine, we're, we're literally tensing up, we're creating those walls so that we can't be penetrated. So that we can't receive that provision. We can't allow, we won't allow those seeds to root in our womb to then really flourish and rise in the most organic feminine way. Mm, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness. I've experienced the same thing. And actually this podcast, I started this podcast. It was a very similar experience uh, as what you were just talking yeah. about the, the download and the, the idea for the program. So that is exactly what I was yes. experiencing. I was like, yes, this podcast, and then came up with the name and episode ideas. And then the next day was like up and running. So, yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You were following the pivot. You were just like taking the next brave step, Johanna. That's, yeah, that's totally it. Yeah, absolutely. And it feels good. It feels good. It, even though sometimes, of course, you might be scared. It, it might be a, a new thing, something that you haven't done. And of course, there's that that, you know, that element there, but it doesn't feel like you're forcing something. And that is like, what exactly the point, the feminine doesn't force. It's not like something I'm going to figure, figure it out right now. And I'm going to do something that looks like what the other person just did and posted on Instagram. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's not the way to go. That's not how the feminine flows or receives that penetration and that clarity and that direction. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. But when we're, we're just so inundated with all these bro advice, uh, types of yeah. things online, like look at what someone else is doing, copy them and, you know, take the blueprint for, and of course, like you do have, you do have structures and, and some of these things may work, but it's not about copying and trying to, you know, just simply emulate someone else and, and force that model onto yourself and your, your being, your, your personality or passions and everything. So we are so over that. (laughs) Yeah. And it, and to step away from that, I mean, yeah, and you nailed it and, you know, right on, on the spot, it's, it takes a ton of trust and a ton of faith. And that's where, what I have found in my life and business, if I, if I, and I didn't for a while, you know, I was in very much years prior in that more self-sourcing manifestation kind of goddess energy of, I can do it on my own, dismissing the masculine, creating those shields of hyper-independence, you know, again, and a lot of this is, is subtle. It's not like I was this, you know, like, you know, really feminist woman in, in the waves of feminism mm-hmm, have, mm-hmm. have very much impacted femininity. Um, that's a whole nother conversation, but, but these were all kind of subtle things just in the, in my ways of, of being that were creating blocks for me to actually receive and trust the masculine. And I learned, thankfully, you know, I cultivated a relationship again with God, kind of in the very beginning stages of my business and really started to do that healing around the masculine energy, you know, over the last few years, which I really know was the thing that provided this like foundation and anchor for me to realize I'm not here to self-source. I'm here to co-create. I'm co-creating with like the most high like energy. And, and I'm a beloved daughter of, of that energy of that King. And And no matter what I get to source my wholeness, my worthiness, my radiance from him, you know, God, to me, I I relate to as masculine. I think God goes beyond feminine and masculine construct, but for me to fully soften and surrender into my feminine energy, that relationship again is, is masculine. That's, that's the way that I feel held in that frame. Um, which is why I to do a lot of unraveling of programming around like goddess and many gods. And, and just, again, this is like probably too deep for this conversation, but there is a lot of unpacking in that for me to come back to this deeper remembrance. And again, anyone listening does not have to agree with what I'm saying. You know, I trust in the discernment of community and audience and all the things, but this was the path that God showed me. And that became this ultimate anchor. And that masculine presence is, I always say the backbone of my whole business and leadership. Mm, yes. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it, it definitely has been very popular and, and something that a lot of women initially gravitate towards that, you know, self-sourcing and being like the, you know, just 
um, bringing forth everything from yourself, being that goddess and everything. So, yeah. and it's sometimes it, and, and often then uh, you run to like, you, you just realize that, okay, I, I'm trying to do everything on my own again. So yeah. I am actually leaning towards the hyper independence. And then yeah. it also has that element of your rebelling against anything that is, you know, this idea that you don't need support, for yes. example, yes. That you, you, you are so powerful on your own. You are the you know, center of everything. Like, yes, of course you, you experience everything through you, but, yeah. <laughs> but we get to receive that support. And I, from like, for myself, it's, it would be absolutely terrible to go back into that. I am going to do everything on my own because it's a, first of all, it's a lonely experience and it, it's a tiresome experience. It, yes. And you, then you just get to experience these um, burnouts every once in a while. And yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And that's been a huge piece I've been thinking about so much recently. And in, in that energetic is a really ultimately self-serving energetic where we're really here to be in the energy and co-creation of other centered love, which is a, a huge shift because we're programmed into self that's kind of the program, right? Like so much of what we, even when I was in yoga and these other, you know, things, which I appreciate again, every journey I've been on, I see value in everything and path that I've learned. But a lot of that, that pathway is all about enlightenment, enlightenment, ascension, you know, you becoming a creator and like, you know, a manifestation law of attraction is also very tied to this. And not that there's total, not truth in that there's both truth and untruth. They both exist. in a lot of those those realms. And again, ultimately they're like, I felt to be very pressured because it was like all on me. And I was like, this doesn't feel good. <laughs> like, I know that this isn't the way I'm meant to be doing things. And when I came back to relationship with God, I was really reminded of this other centered love. And then this energy of co-creation, which is so different than self-sourcing and self-serving you know, independence paradigm. And it takes a lot of unraveling of story and, and all the things to like, go back to that remembrance. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Right. So this brings into the conversation, the topic of faith and the role of faith in business and life. And you just put, actually put it beautifully there that it is about, you know, co-creating and not trying to push forward something, you know, constantly being this machine yeah. <laughs> of creation. And uh, because it, ultimately, how could that work? Like, we're not machines, first of all, we all know that, but, but sometimes we just um, intuitively, we forget, we start acting like we are machines. And yeah. I just, this has been very much alive in my own sphere. I, <laughs> I'm like, especially when you're super passionate about many things like multi-passionate, um, as I'm sure you, you know what it's like. So yes. you start treating yourself as this creative machine <laughs> and, and well, we all know how that ends. And, um, yeah. so bringing in the role of faith and that relationship with God and being in that, that, you know, intimate relationship with God and yourself your body, your whole being, your spirit, your soul, your body. How has that been like for you? What does that look like? Mm. Yeah, this is a beautiful question. And I, yeah, I've started to become more and more open um, about this because, you know, again, this was a part in the first year of my business I didn't talk about because I was like, Ooh, who am I going to trigger if I start talking about God and share that I'm, you know, a follower of, of the way of Christ and Jesus. And, you know, I was like, I'm going to really rock the boat. People are going to think I'm like some crazy born again, believer. <laughs> like, and, <I> <laughs> and, and yeah, and I know that you get in, I know that you get me, Johanna, and, and we're surrounded, I think with a really beautiful group of women who are truly following the way. And, and I think, you know, again, this is a, a big remembrance of who God actually is because 
we've been conditioned into a world of, you know, religious indoctrination and in religion, unfortunately is, is very tied to judgment, condemnation, you know, um, more information. It's again, it's part of that almost like lower frequency spirit. And it's, you know, the spirit that's, that's not of highest service to the relationship that we're meant to just, you know, have with God. And I think we have to untangle God from religion and religious trauma to remember who God actually is, because God is not this like sadistic tyrant in the sky. Who's like pointing down on you. And again, religion is very connected to rules and in legalism and checking off the right boxes and right. Being a good girl, purity, like all of these things where God is a relationship. And to me, you know, what it means to be a follower of, of Christ, whether you believe, you know, Christ is the son of God or not, is like not my business and not what I'm here to convince anything of. But for me, to really get to know, you know, God again was to understand his heart and character, which for me, I began to understand that through understanding Christ and, you know, Yeshua, Jesus, the way he walked this earth, which really was just in full remembrance of his beloved identity and really just showing us as humanity, this is who you are and you are the beloved and, you know, God loves you infinitely and holy and just so immensely. And God is not a forceful God. God is a faithful God. God is yearns to be close to your heart when you are open to accepting that love in. And I remember when I had my really profound experience with God in Christ back in August of 2020, and it was just this moment. I was just sitting on my bed praying for truth. And I, you know, received the energy of God through Christ on the cross and just this like crazy light, this like ecstatic feeling of love that I'd never felt before in my whole life. And the whisper that was in my ear was, I'm with you. I've never left you. I'm with you. I've never left you. I love you. Remember, 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 remember who you are, a beloved daughter, this beautiful energy that I, I yearn to embrace. And there's nothing that you could ever do that would diminish my love for you. And that's, I feel what we ultimately get to remember that God is this just loving God. You know, there's three words for love in the Bible and, and God essentially is, is agape love, other centered love. And to be a follower of the way to me means that you are devoted to the path of the heart and to this other centered love and being of service to that, you know, on this earth. And, to me, you know, looking at my life and, and looking at how, you know, Jesus walked this earth, because again, you know, Jesus, I think I've researched a lot of religions and again, I'm like totally not religious. This is like, I take God out of that context, but it's interesting to understand. And I feel in all the other religions that I studied, it was always like seeking the path to the divine, right. And the way Jesus met humanity was the divine coming down to mm-hmm. humanity. And, and I feel God bends down. It's not what you reach up to or ascend to God bends down to you. Mm-hmm. You have the, the spirit of the living God within you. You carry the light of God within you and you are the beloved. And when you're in that identity of the beloved, you are less inclined to violate your purpose, which is ultimately what sin means, means violation of purpose, which just means you are violating or forgetting really the remembrance of this beloved identity of how whole and worthy and radiant you, you are in every moment And the world just like entrains us to think. And again, huge story with Genesis, obviously attached to this. I'm not going to go into that here, but we're so programmed and conditioned that we were we've never been good enough and, you know, God abandoned us and has left us and, you know, and then we're programmed into this world where we are meant to believe that, that God isn't there for us. So for me to come back to this faith was really remembering the heart and character of God again, and who God is, and then allowing myself to be 
again, in relationship, building a relationship. And that takes time. Right. And for me, the biggest piece is, is prayer, which is just conversation. You know, I'm in a daily conversation with God, just bringing God, my, my dreams, my hopes, my, you know, celebrations, my, you know, the goodness, my graciousness, and also bringing my worries, my anxieties, my doubts, my fears, and knowing that God can hold it all. You know, I don't have to just go with like all the good things, you know, God meets us most often in our darkest moments. You know, he designed us that way to, to help us remember, even in the darkness, there is light. Like I'm with you. I've never left you just seek, look, it's right here. I'm going to meet you. And for me, I did meet him in those really dark moments, which then helped to anchor my faith. And really that remembrance, I'm not alone. There is this powerful creator walking beside each of us, if we so choose. And ultimately the energy of that creator is, is love boundless, unconditional, everlasting love, like the most high form of love that we could ever be in exchange with. Mm. Oh yeah. I, I got a little teary there. That was so beautiful. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy that we went there. So happy that you brought that into this conversation. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I've, I just, I feel like my listeners really need to hear that. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to get, get myself together again, but, um, this conversation has been so expansive, so beautiful, wonderful. I mean, we touched upon everything I wanted to touch upon and I just noticed that it's, it's about an hour. So I'm going to edit this out by the way, but anyway, <laughs> um, um, I love the raw versions of things. It's like, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> The not, not edited version. Yes, exactly. Unedited. Um, but anyway, <laughs> thank you, Nina, so much mm-hmm. for being here. I mean, this has been beautiful, wonderful. And despite the tremendous heat that we have in this room and, and no, I no air, <laughs> I was still, I was still so immersed in this conversation. And I hope that our listeners will feel the same way, but before you go, I really want to ask you, what do you most cherish about being a woman? Mm. Oh, such a good question, Johanna. And I want to say first, I'm just so grateful and honored to be in your space with you and just so grateful for anyone receiving and, and listening and just, you know, taking in this conversation. It's just such a joy to be in conversation with other women. It's truly what lights up my heart the most. And oh my gosh, what would I say about what do I most cherish about being a woman? The first thing that comes to mind is just like our, our, how dynamic we are and just like this range of our beingness that is so beautiful. And I think the feminine is so connected to the essence of beauty. And again, not the external beauty or standards or measures of beauty, which again, don't exist. They're all illusions, but really this, this essence that the feminine carries this, this heartbeat and this desire for beauty. And in whatever way she's expressing that in the world, whether it's through how she dresses or how she speaks or moves, or, you know, is in exchange with others or the earth or whatever she's doing in her life. I just feel the feminine has that divine artistry to bring beauty, um, to where maybe things aren't so beautiful at the moment. And I think that really is her superpower. Um, so I would say that's probably what I appreciate the most Mm. about being a woman. Yes. Wonderful. I love that. Mm -hmm. So before you go, where can our listeners find you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Over on Instagram, I'm on a little pause right now, but I'll, I'll be back probably mid July or August. Um, and my brand will be rebirth. So it will have a new name and, and new, um, essence to it, but that will be coming soon and it will be shared on Instagram. Yeah. I'm excited. And then, um, and then pretty much my podcast, the rising feminine collective, Johanna's on there. There's some incredible, conversations with phenomenal women in that space. Um, I think that space really complements your space, Johanna. We're so passionate about so many of the the same things. And I just love hearing your conversations (laughs) and yeah, it's so fun. So that's a great space. And then 
one-on-one mentorship is, is always, you know, always taking, um, I'm on a break right now, but it will reopen in August. But if you are ever interested in deeper mentorship on femininity and body-based business and really reconciling and restoring your faith, you know, that's my mentorship. And you can always reach out to me via email or, um, my link to apply, which, um, we'll be getting updated, but the current one is, is good. So yeah, you can always chat about that. And, and yeah, there's always things, courses, group programs, but I would say the podcast and mentorship are the main ways to kind of go deeper right now. Wonderful. Thank you, Nina. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me such an amazing conversation. I'm so grateful. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new as well as received some serious inspiration on your feminine journey. And I would so appreciate it if you could rate and review this podcast and subscribe. It really helps in the podcasting world so that we can reach more women who might be interested in these types of topics. And if you're curious to hear my music, you can always check out JoM on any of the streaming platforms and the link will be in the description below. Thank you so much for listening and I hope to have you join me in the next episode.